These are the three factors of PNDD. Cycle, sensitivity, trauma. And all you need to do is, all you need to do, <laughs> sounds so simple, is heal the trauma. But it is simple with rapid transformational therapy. And I think usually it's like, this is gonna be a lifelong thing. I'm gonna be stuck with this, managing this, working with this, talking about my pain. RTT allows you to pull the thorn out in one session. Hello and welcome to Behind the Mother Mass. I'm your host, Annie Breen, registered nutritional therapist, master NLP practitioner, and transformational coach for exhausted mums who don't feel enough. My mission with this podcast is to lead with vulnerability by starting to lift the psychological mask you wear each day that protects you and others from the stuff that's hard to explain and talk about. It's about sharing from the middle, not just the open wounds or the healed scabs, but the messy middle. Let's go for honesty over perfection, because I believe when you transform yourself, you automatically transform your relationships and parenting by passing down wisdom, not wounds. So if you're up for that, you definitely don't need to do it alone. I'm here to lead you on what could be the greatest adventure of your life, behind the mother mask, back home to yourself. Hello and welcome back. We are on episode eight of Behind the Mother Mask. And this week, I'm really, really excited to have another amazing guest. I am talking to the amazing Natalie Ryan Hebert. Natalie is the founder of the Red Tent Program for PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. If you've heard previous episodes, you will know that I have a personal relationship with suffering with PMDD. And also it's something that I'm seeing more often in my clients, but it is one of those cluster of symptoms or disorders that we tend to suffer in silence with, and it's quite misunderstood and massively debilitating. So I am so happy to have Natalie on here and we're going to take a deep dive into the root cause of PMDD and the reason I got her on is that I massively resonate with what she is saying and her approach and she has helped thousands of women through her red tent program transform their PMDD symptoms so the proof is really here and I've put a link in the bio to the stories from her clients so you can go and read them they're so uplifting and gives so much hope. So Natalie has helped hundreds of people over all over the world to heal deep trauma, find freedom from limiting and negative belief patterns, and step into their authentic selves to live the life that they really deserve. And this is very much through her unique protocol, which she combines rapid transformational therapy, hypnotherapy, and metacognitive psychology. So she has combined all of her professional and personal skills, knowledge and wisdom from her own personal journey of overcoming PMDD, which Natalie shares with us today to create her program. And she says that she has poured her self into it. It's her honor, purpose and privilege to do this work. And honestly, from speaking to her, you will just see and hear and feel that she cares so, so much. Natalie is also a mum of four children. How amazing is that? They are seven, eight, 16 and 20. And she's originally from Australia. She now lives in Copenhagen. And her husband is a pediatrician. 
So I am so, so excited to really delve deep into the root cause of PMDD. And Natalie is going to offer you a huge amount of validation, but also some resources and tips moving forward with how you can start to transform and release these symptoms. Okay, so without further ado, I'm going to stop talking. Let's get into episode eight. Hi, Natalie. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello, Annie. Lovely to be here with you. Yeah, it's actually quite funny because we're having a quick chat and my friend Laura, just give her a bit of a shout out, we were chatting about PMDD and she sent me the link to a podcast that you had done and I can put the links in the show notes. And I listened and I was like, I need to speak to Natalie (laughs) now. And now we are speaking. So thank you so much. Isn't it wonderful? The world of like Instagram and social media for connecting. Incredible. Yeah. I was just saying to my husband last night how much the world has changed since we got the internet. Um, And though sometimes I do miss my pre-internet brain because I feel like you don't have that, well, I'll just Google it. Oh, I'll just look it up on IMDb. You know, we used to actually use our brains a lot more, I think. But the connection element and being able to find people who are who are like-minded and um, is an amazing thing. And, you know, here we are meeting for the first time and we're about to have a pretty deep conversation um, and we're recording it. So who knows how it's all going to come out. But um, it's exciting to be able to connect like this and just know we're going to have a great chat because yeah, we resonate with each other already. Yeah. And I'm all about the deep conversations. I'm not very good at surface level chit chat. (laughs) (laughs) I've always been that way. Always. I would absolutely love it if you could introduce yourself. And I'd really love to know um, a bit more about you, your passions and interests, and really your kind of mission and approach to life. Just that. I know it's not much. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's a lot too. Well, so... I am Australian. You might be able to hear a remnant of an Australian accent in there, but I've also been living overseas for, you know, 20 years or so. Um, So I was in England for eight and a half years and I've been in Copenhagen now for 11. And I'm um, married to a Dane. I have four children ranging from seven to 20. Um, So motherhood is a big part of my life. And um, what I'm really passionate about is helping people to to self-heal using the power of their subconscious mind. Um, And the method that I use is called rapid transformational therapy. And it's a kind of super hypnotherapy that's been developed by renowned therapist Marissa Peer. If you're on Instagram, you may have come across her because um, she's pretty, she's a bit of a, yeah, she's a bit of a big name, um, works with celebrities and sports stars and um, so everything that I've learned, I mean, the majority is is through Marissa because she's just so brilliant. So, yeah, my approach to life, um, very much I love manifestation. Um, I've always been a bit of a manifester, just to, I, it's following this inner guidance, trusting it and and taking big leaps of faith. And there's a lot of stories I could tell, but that's, I think, a, a big part of me too. People are always like, oh, my God, another dream come true when I, you know, share things. Um, so I do consider myself a bit of a master manifester. Um, so that's a big part of me too. Wow. And that's an exciting approach to have to life, isn't it? The belief that you can create your reality, that you can bring your passion to life. Um, I love that. And today I really wanted to talk about the PMDD. And I want to ask you what drives that that mission? Like, where does that passion come from? And this might go into your personal story. I know a lot of people I speak to, myself included, a lot of our passion comes from our pain or our challenges where we've managed to transform it. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I had PMDD and I before, I don't even want to say I had PMDD because it immediately sets it up as, oh, it's like a disease, like, oh, I have diabetes or I have cancer or something that's a sickness, whereas really it is a disorder, which means we don't have, we can't really find a cure to it because it's not a disease. You know, when they say there's no cure for PMDD, it can feel very disheartening. But the only reason there's no cure for it is because it is a disorder, which means it's a, it's a whole lot of symptoms that we've given a name to and symptoms have a root cause 
um, which is not something medicine can treat in this case. We can treat the symptoms, we can try and um, you know, take antidepressants to make ourselves, to give ourselves some more serotonin. We can go on birth control to just shut the cycle down altogether and not have that, that wave to ride, but it doesn't actually fix what I believe is the underlying root cause, which is trauma. Um, and when I say trauma, I know a lot of people say, well, I haven't had any trauma. And I go, yes, you have. <laughs> if you have PMDD, then there's trauma there. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it was um, what we consider traumatic. The smallest things can leave an imprint in a child's mind. And then you grow up with this imprint. It becomes part of your belief system. Um, it can be as simple as like one of my clients, for example, premenstrually, she just felt so disgusting. She used that word a lot when we were talking and I, that my ears pricked up and I thought disgusting is her, is her word. That's the, how she feels about herself in every way. And when we had a session, which uses hypnosis and regression to go back to the root cause, it all went back to her being 18 months old, sitting in the high chair. Her father was looking after her, her mother had gone out. And there was an Easter egg on the table near the fruit bowl. And she went, ooh, shiny, what's that? And she reached over to it, unwrapped it, found chocolate inside and started eating it. Don't know where her dad was. He was distracted. <laughs> and when he came back, he obviously felt, oh, no, I've stuffed up here and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get in trouble because she was covered in chocolate. Her clothes were covered in chocolate. And all he was saying was, oh, this is disgusting, this is disgusting, come here. And he was cleaning her off. And this is her memory, which she'd completely forgotten, by the way, because she was only 18 months old. And that's where she got this imprint because for her, she was having the best time. It was lovely. She was enjoying the chocolate. To her, she thought, this is good. But then her father comes in and says, no, this is disgusting. So it's confusing. She's like, is it good or is it disgusting? Well, if I think it's good, but it's disgusting, then I must be disgusting. And that became a subconscious belief that kept being resurfaced premenstrually because that's what happens premenstrually. We go inwards and we come into contact with this stuff that's kind of stuck back there. That's just a really small example. So, you know, she would have said, well, I've got great parents and no, nothing traumatic's ever happened. But that was trauma, like with a little T, but still it left an imprint that was affecting her today. That's yeah. such a great story because I see this a lot. I know we kind of use the terms little T and big T, yeah. but I do think it's these drip fed moments that build up like grains of sand. We build stories around them as we go through our life and they become part of our identity. But yeah. a lot of the time don't acknowledge them as being a traumatic event. So how do you define trauma? I know you talked about that imprinting. Yeah, well, it's very similar to the way that Dr. Gabor Mate talks about it. And that is that trauma isn't what's happened to you. And I say that it's not what's happened to you. It's what you came to believe about yourself as a result of the event. Because the event's over and it can't touch you. It's finished, but you still carry the imprint within you of, of which is what you believe about yourself. And it all comes back down to some kind of self-rejection or self-abandonment um, that's happening. And this is what's actually hurting us when we think others are hurting us. It's actually our own self-rejection and self-abandonment being pushed upon. Um, so I'll give you an example. Someone said to you, oh, Annie, how come your hair's green? You'd go, um, it's not. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> you wouldn't let it in as an insult. You wouldn't feel judged. You would just say, well, that's just nonsense. So I don't know why you're saying that. Whereas if somebody said to you, um, oh, Annie, you know, you're just not good enough when it comes to whatever. You'd probably, if you had that belief about yourself, if you had that self-doubt, you'd let it in. Whereas if you were like, well, that's if, whereas if your self-belief is intact, you'd say, um, that's interesting you say that because I don't see that at all. Where's that coming from? And you would sort of have more of a buffer and think maybe it's about the other person. Maybe they're triggered by the way that I am. Maybe let's, let's investigate it. You wouldn't just let it in and believe it and be hurt mm -hmm. unless you already believed it on some level yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this is what PMDD shows us. Um, and what I find 
with all the clients I work with pretty much like without fail. And also in myself, there's a, there are three factors that create PMDD. One is that you've got the cycle, so you're, you know, female cycle of the four seasons within one month. Then you are highly sensitive, empathetic, and or creative. I'm all of those things. You know, I'm a therapist, I'm a singer-songwriter, got all of that going on. I love drawing. I've got all of that creative empathy. And if you do the Myers-Briggs test where you get the four letters, pretty much everyone has the N and the F and often introvert as well. Um, so INFJ or INFP. Um, there's a website called 16, like 16 personalitiescom You can go and find out what your um, personality type is if you're interested in that. Um, but that's really interesting that it's kind of the healers and the artists of the world who are getting these symptoms of premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Funny you said the artist because I'm a type four on the Enneagram, which I think is the artist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether I, I love all this stuff and it always resonates with me. It's always very accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, so to hear you validate that, I think it's so, so true. And just what you were saying, I did used to have green hair, by the way. But it's so, so, so interesting because I always think like hormones are messengers, aren't they? There's messages coming from the body. Mm. And what I believe is what you say, that it's showing you something that is unnurtured, unhealed, unresolved, Mm. so that you have the opportunity to heal or transform so you can up level, like to the next level. I feel like it's almost a, a human upgrade yeah message and I know a lot of people might think no it's not it's awful and <laughs> I've been there and maybe actually nasty it'd be a good opportunity for you just to clarify what is PMDD because you explain it so eloquently and your experience because I know it really affected you and your relationship mm-hmm. that would be fab yeah so there are a lot of symptoms that would sort of tick the box for PMDD and you can sort of google WebMD and have a look at what those are and maybe I will do that as well as we're meeting here. But my experience of it, you know, with that is that it's it's like this Jekyll and Hyde type feeling that comes over you. Like um, you're hijacked by a part of, like it's an emotional hijack that happens when the hormones shift. Um, and your perception of everything changes. So, Well, the way I see it is that your wounds are sort of sitting right on the surface, just waiting to be triggered. So the actual definition, though, before I go any further, is that it's it's similar to PMS that we're all sort of aware of, but it's far more serious. They always say it's like PMS on steroids. So the thing that sets it apart is that it's debilitating. It causes severe irritability, depression or anxiety, A lot of my clients have rage, like the anger just bursts forth. Everything you've pushed down, just it can't be held underneath anymore. It all just comes flying out. And it's usually, it's past stuff that that you're angry about. It's old beliefs that are running, but they're being triggered by current situations. Usually your partner, whoever's closest to you, your children too, can do it. Mm. Um, And it's in the weeks leading up to your period. And then... The symptoms will usually go away two to three days after the period starts. So the symptoms are lasting irritability or anger that may affect other people. Some women will sort of just internalise it all and put themselves away in a cave and like, I'm not going to go near anyone. I just can't be around people right now. They'll swallow it and internalise it and others will just lash out all over the place. Um, feelings of sadness and despair, even thoughts of suicide, very common. Like um, that, I think yeah, it's sort of twenty percent of women who have PMDD will attempt suicide at one point. Wow. Feelings, yeah, it's dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, feelings of tension or anxiety, panic attacks, mood swings, crying, um, and not just you know getting tearful at a RSPCA commercial. I mean, sobbing your eyes out in your bed or in your in the shower like just taking yourself away and just letting it all out um trouble thinking or focusing in that brain fog tiredness low energy um food cravings or binge eating quite a few of my clients have that that wasn't anything that i went through myself but i've seen 
a lot of it. And again, this binging and purging is all because it's all related to emotions that can't find expression. And it's a bit of a metaphor, the subconscious loves a metaphor. Um, this purging, and if you look at Princess Diana as an example of this, there's so much emotion, um, so many feelings that can't find expression and can't find validation and cannot be heard that the body has to find another way to give you a feeling of getting it all out. And that's what this um, purging is often all about at the subconscious level. Um, and then there can be physical symptoms too, like migraines and bloating and cramps and joint and muscle pain. And amazingly, even though I don't work on um, physical symptoms per se, I do find that they also subside after doing this inner work because the body tends to follow the mind. So that's a, a good description and I can recognise how I used to have uh, all, of, all of those things more or less, um, really making mountains out of molehills. Mm. Um, and then afterwards, once my period would arrive, I'd just be so apologetic and so embarrassed by my big reaction to nothing and how I'd made this whole story mm. that was a complete projection and wasn't based on what was really happening. Um, yeah. Yeah. We so can, this is why yeah. undoing the beliefs is so important at the subconscious level so that you don't project the old story onto your current life. Yeah. Relationship. Yeah. Because we can make a really good case for our deficiencies, right? <laughs> we like become like solicitors or lawyers and we can just go in on ourselves and, you know, you get stuck in that kind of, mindset of you almost want to feel that way that's what I've heard from a lot of women you want people it's a cry for help especially with the anger and the rage it's like see me because I think you can feel very very misunderstood mm, yeah yeah very very much like nobody gets me nobody hears me nobody understands me um, and that just becomes a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy too and yeah it's really really hard to understand and to live with and to break free of but um but i've but that's why i'm so passionate about it i i feel like what i've learned and understood and about pmdd and what it is trying to heal in us it's calling us to heal these things yeah um i have so much to teach and and the therapy what i love about rapid transformational therapy is it's not talking over and over about the problem. Yes. Not sitting with it. I mean, there's a place for counseling and psychotherapy um, to sort of maybe express emotions and feel heard and all of that. But if you actually want to change it, if you really want, if you want to pull, so I liken it to, you know, we can, you could go with a thorn stuck in your foot and go to the doctor and go, oh, this thorn, it's so painful. And the doctor's going, yeah, I can imagine how painful it is. Tell me about it. Well, it's in my foot. It's getting really inflamed. Oh, that sounds terrible. What else? Well, I can't walk on it. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to, would you? No, that doesn't sound very nice. And maybe it makes you feel nice to be heard and validated and have some empathy. But why don't we just pull the thorn out so it can heal over? Yeah. And that's what rapid transformational therapy is. Um, and it's not me telling you what's wrong. It's you. I don't know what's wrong. You do. But at the subconscious level, consciously, you've got no clue. <laughs> if you did know, you'd have fixed it by now. But this is why we need to get into hypnosis so that your subconscious mind can show you everything. And it's just incredible yeah. how much knowledge and wisdom the subconscious has around what's really going on. And that's what the symptoms are. It is the subconscious, the body speaking, the mind back, isn't it? Like there's this mm. stuff that I'm holding on to mm. that needs to be released, transformed, healed. And how did you then find the rapid transformational therapy? Did you try, how long did you suffer for? And, and what? I would say about a decade. I mean, I had four pregnancies. So, you know, there was a bit of pregnancy and breastfeeding going on where things subsided a little bit maybe, although those hormones also set things off at times. Um, but it wasn't that I sought out rapid transformational therapy to heal PMDD. I didn't even think anything could be done about it. I mean, for a long time I didn't even realise what it was. I just thought, oh, sometimes things go a bit crazy. I didn't even link it to my cycle to start with. So the first level of awareness was, 
oh, this is a hormone thing. Yeah. At that point, I was blaming the hormones, going, well, something wrong with my hormones. I was going to the doctor going, my hormones are all over the place. Something's wrong. But I'd get my hormones tested and they say, no, everything's coming back normal. I go, but how can it be? Like, I'm, I'm going totally crazy. Like, I'm not myself. I'm crying. I'm suicidal some days, you know, thinking I wouldn't ever do it because of the children. But I really, I remember it being like, when there was 2012 was the prediction, the Mayan prediction of the end of the Mayan calendar and there was that 2012 kind of end of days movie. And secretly I was hoping that it just would be <laughs> so yeah. that I wouldn't have to keep just, I don't want to commit suicide because that would, that would be too painful for all those I love. But if we could just end it all and we could all just go together at once, that'd be great. I've just had enough. Yeah. That's how it felt. And that's crazy for me to think of now that I would want this incredible life to be over. Um, I don't feel like that. I can't even relate to that anymore in any way. Um, I feel like I've gone on a tangent. Yeah, so I had. <laughs> so I just saw Marissa appear on a YouTube ad one day and I didn't press skip ad like I usually do because I went, what is this? And I just kept listening to her and then I watched another video and another and I went down this, as I call it, this Marissa Peer rabbit hole mm. of just going, this is the most amazing thing and it wasn't long, like I reckon it was a couple of weeks of watching her and learning about what she does with the subconscious mind using, hypno using her method of hypnosis that she's developed over 30 years. And for my birthday, I asked every. I said, don't give me presents, just give me money towards training with Marissa Pia. That's all I want. Sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I just loved what she did. It wasn't for me. It wasn't like, oh, I need this to heal. I want to do what she does because I've always had that compassionate, empathetic, deep thinking, like I'm not interested in the surface stuff. Deep, deep, deep is where I want to go. And that's what that's where we are going with, with RTT. So I trained with Marissa and it was just amazing. And that was where everything started to shift in me. Like my period arrived without event. I just went, um, what's just happened? Next month the same. And I was tentatively going, is this healed, this thing? And it was. Month after month, everything was just peaceful. And... I went, okay, I'm beginning to understand what this is. This is the cycle, the sensitivity, and the trauma. And I've healed the trauma, and now all I'm left with is my cycle and my sensitivity. But I'm not sensitive to the pain inside of me because I've healed it. And this is the, these are the three factors of PMDD. Cycle, sensitivity, trauma. And all you need to do is heal. All you need to do, <laughs> sounds so simple, is heal the trauma. But it is simple with rapid transformational therapy and I think usually it's like this is going to be a lifelong thing I'm going to be stuck with this managing this working with this talking about my pain RTT allows you to pull the thorn out in one session um, and most of my clients even ones who have been in therapy some of them for 25 years have one session and have a massive transformation it's like they're reborn that's the best way to explain it that is amazing. And I'm just, I'm really interested. For you then, did you uncover, was the one kind of limiting belief or one thing that was kind of running the show in terms of your symptoms? And yeah. I am interested in the, you say the kind of, I'm not saying it's one session, it might be a couple, but yeah. you're healing the trauma very quickly and rapidly. Yeah. Um, and for a lot of people, I know that they, and actually, I'm going to put myself, I'm being vulnerable here, but, you know, I've done various therapies and timeline intervention and this kind of thing. And, and I uncovered kind of the root cause. But I feel for me, there's still residues of that. And that's very much to do with how things are now and relationships now. So you can understand you and your role in it and, and look at it from a different perspective and that side of things. But when the people are still in your life, who are close to you, who are still... Um, in their trauma so for example my story is very much rooted in transgenerational trauma and suicide interestingly mm -hmm. um, being in my family line mm -hmm. 
and it's how you then heal yourself and show up around other people who you love but you know I just think the word boundaries um (laughs) are able to maintain I think is the word maintain that and what's your thoughts on that are you seeing um maybe you could give an example like of people that really have you know complex situations who have healed from the roots and they have maintained it and I know you're an example is the work that needs to be done as kind of maintenance like a commitment to your health following that or is it a one or two session situation that makes sense yeah there's a lot in that and I'll sort of um, unpack it in little bits and pieces because there's a few things I want to address yeah there's there's suicide in my lineage as well Um, connect with each other yeah um so the big the first session I feel is always the biggest it's sort of like if you think of if you've ever read any Abraham Hicks um there's this emotional scale you can just google emotional scale and see the image and it goes from empathy to sort of bliss not empathy apathy (laughs) apathy to bliss um and so the there's lower energy lower frequency at at apathy there's just nothing just almost no energy to give Um, and it moves up to sort of depression sadness then moves into anger and anger is still like in the negative um, end of the scale but at least it's got some pep you know like at least you're gonna it's I would prefer people to be angry than depressed because I think well, you know what at least you've got a voice mm. um, we, we need to heal what what you feel as being you know where you think you're powerless and you need to fight and why this is exploding out of you but at least you have a voice um, so we're sort of moving up this emotional scale and you know I'm not at bliss I'm in the top though, like when I look at the green section of the emotional scale, I think, yeah, that's where I'm dwelling most of the time. It's very rare that I would dip down into the, into the negatives. I can I can still be triggered by seeing things sometimes, but I'm not afraid of it now. I go, oh, what's this? What's this being triggered? This is interesting. And I've got the tools now to feel the emotion, let my mind drift back to What's this really about? I'm not, it's not the thing that's happening now, but it's not, this is not the reason I'm, I'm upset. This is a grain of salt in a wound. Mm-hmm. And what's this wound really about? And I let my mind take me to an earlier scene from my life where I felt this before. And then I come with love and compassion to the child that I used to be as the loving parent part of myself now that does have the wisdom and understanding that can revisit that childhood scene, which is very much what we do with RTT as well, and and reframe it so what am i believing there i'm believing i'm not good enough i'm believing i'm not lovable i'm believing i'm not worthy i'm believing i don't matter because dad oh you know this is an example because dad hasn't called for six months since the divorce so i guess i don't mean anything guess i'm not important and can you see Mm. there's self-rejection and self-abandonment because of an event Mm. And you, if you can always bring it back down to that, like, oh, it must mean dad doesn't love me. That's still blaming. But if you can say, and if my own dad doesn't love me, that must mean I don't matter. I'm not lovable. I'm not enough. And this is the wound. Like, this is the thing. In pretty much, I reckon I've written I'm not enough as the thing that comes out of my client's mouth over a thousand times. Um, like, I've got the pen read, like, I know what's coming. And that must mean... I'm not enough. Yeah. (laughs) That's the thing we all come to. And this I'm not enough is the root cause of not just PMDD, but pretty much every ailment that you can have that has a psychosomatic ground. Yeah. Um, And the other one, so is I'm not lovable, worthy or enough, is sort of the first layer that I usually work on. And then the second thing is self-trust. These two things, if you have self-love and you have self-trust, you have everything you need to create an amazing life. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have self-love, but you're kind of like, I don't know, is it a good idea? I, and you don't have that connection to your to your gut and your heart, if you for some reason shut it off, which is so easily done, mm-hmm. um, then you won't be able to listen to the inner guidance that is where, which for me is where manifestation, it's the seat of manifestation. Is It's not me wanting it. It's, it's the inner guidance within me that's, coming from something bigger than me that is connecting to me and saying, here's the thing, this is this is your purpose, this is your journey, this is 
your path. And if I can hear that, then I can get in the flow of that and make choices in line with that. And it all just happens easily. And people go, oh, my God, how is it that you, you know, of just that you're going to be moving to Australia. That's exactly what you wanted. I'm like, yeah, my inner guidance wanted that. Yeah. I'm sort of like, I'm just like the servant to the inner guidance, which is part of me. Yeah. Um, so it's a very spiritual thing. But if you don't have access to that, if you've yeah. blocked it off and you don't trust it, then you'll be relying on your little conscious mind to make your decisions and you won't make the best decisions. And then you'll confirm your original belief because things won't turn out or it'll be difficult um, and you'll think, see, look how bad I am at making decisions, look how bad I am at making choices. Um, yeah, so I'll let you speak now. I've been blabbering for ages. No, I mean, it makes complete sense to me and I, I just think, you know, if we fail to find the solution, the problem keeps repeating itself and that's what I found with the PMDD and especially I've been tracking for over a year now and it's so interesting for a while I was very much obsessed with the moon and I still am and the phases because I felt like obviously it aligns with your menstrual cycle it would bring up all this stuff and I found it quite hard to explain I felt it was showing me a mirror of what I needed to deal with in order to move forward and I've always I've, I've got this kind of underlying feeling that I'm meant for more that mm -hmm. you know I want to live in a different place I want to run my business in a different way I want to have a different lifestyle and honestly there's still wounds from the past there and, and I can I've, I've done a lot of work but I can identify that but I believe these messages our hormones our female kind of power is showing me that and it's like what you were saying now you can sort of stand back with curiosity yeah that's the word <laughs> it's curiosity rather than oh excuse my language life is happening to me it always goes wrong it's like gonna be like this forever it's what is this showing me yeah and that is a mindset that even though there are still a few symptoms there and unhealed wounds I love having that has shifted for me because it used to be doom and gloom. I'm broken. And this is what I hear a lot from the women I work with. And now it's like, ah, what can I learn from this? Mm. It still takes a little bit of like energy to go and have that mindset and write that down. And I like journaling. I like walking. But there's always an answer within you, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you just, you know, I do a lot of work just with myself. But sometimes I go, no, I just can't. I can't get to it. And then I will go to a therapist that I trust who is sort of good at this particular niche area. Like if it's to do with receiving love, for example, I recently had a session on that because I could feel, I don't think I'm letting it all in. I was sort of making my husband, oh, he's not emotional enough. Oh, he's not feely enough. And what I know from my clients, and this is why I'm so blessed to have this objective view when I'm working with people is that I can remember what's happened with others and seeing their light bulb moments that have become my own yeah and when I see it in my own life I go it's not about him it's definitely going to be about you because we're part of the dynamic and if you want your partner to change you can bang on that partner for the rest of your life going I need you to change this and I need you to be more feely and I need you to be more emotional but I had blocked myself off to being that connected. I attracted that and I was holding that at bay without realizing because I didn't have full trust due to some childhood experiences that made me go, nope, never trusting men again. That's the end of that. I can only rely on me. And there was like a lid on the container. Um, so even if he was trying to pour love in, it would all just run over the sides and I'd be like, how come it's empty? It was me. Yeah. And when I, when I, once I did that, it's, it's my cup is now filling up. There's all this love's always been there for me. And I mean, it's not like I had none. There was, I was able to trickle in under the lid. <laughs> yeah. But there's so much more love and closeness and emotional connection than ever before. And he's done nothing different. It's me. I love that you said that because my kind of definition of trauma is the severing of an emotional connection that makes you feel safe. And what it did to me is like go around with an armor on, literally forget the mask. It was like a full suit mm -hmm. of armor. And you do, you 
protect yourself. And it's so interesting what you were saying about receiving love. I can relate to that so much, but we do put it on the other person. And actually sometimes they show love in a different love language and we're not able to receive it. So that's that's so interesting. I'd, I'd love to hear the work that you've done with your clients because you've worked with thousands. I know you work with a lot of people with different issues as well, but thousands of women with PMDD through the Rapid Transformational Therapy what have you seen through your red tent program? And I know you've touched on some of the common beliefs and patterns, but I'd love to just hear a little bit more about your work and what you've seen. Oh, it's where would I begin? Let me just, I mean, women come with all sorts of different things, Um, but it's rage, it's anxiety, it's depression. They're the, they're the things I always have. Um, my clients fill in a, an intake when we begin. They give a score out of um, out of 10 on the severity of the symptom. And also I get them to rate the positive things too, like what score would you give to self-love? And so we've got that at the beginning and then at the end of the program, they rate all the symptoms and abilities again. And it's like a full transformation. Suicidal thinking always goes to zero. I've never had a client who's like, oh, still sometimes, no, what are you thinking? Why would I ever think that? Like it's it's so foreign, like how it is to me now, like why would I have ever thought that? You almost can't even relate to how you used to be. So I've got a book actually, and we'll put, we can put a link down in somewhere in the notes. Um, I've got a, it's not like a book that I've written. It's actually a, a collection of stories of all the, of women who, have been kind and brave enough to share their stories um, from working in the red tent, sort of sharing where they used to be and then how they are now. Um, Love that. Yeah, so there's, and there's probably about 40 different stories within that book that you can, that you can read. Um, But yeah, I mean, some are scheduled for hysterectomy when they find me and they think I'll just try this as a last ditch. And if it doesn't work, then I'm just having it all out. I had one client, she was 20, 20 years old, and she was so um, suicidal that she just went, I can't, I can't do this. And even her parents went, look, it's awful. And if she's their only child, and she went, yep, they all thought, well, I guess we won't get grandchildren now, but um, but better that our daughter, we, we get to have our daughter alive because they didn't know if, you know, it was feeling very dangerous with her. She was in a very bad way. Um, but yeah, this, I'll just read you a little bit of her testimonial that she oh, wrote. Yeah, please. Um, she said, I came to Natalie's Red Tent program as a sort of last resort, last ditch effort to somehow get rid of the constant suffering I was in with PMDD. I was depressed, anxious, and suicidal for three weeks out of every single month. It just got worse and worse. I tried everything there was before I came to the Red Tent program. I did years of therapy, tried countless numbers of supplements, vitamins, tried different antidepressant medications, been to the emergency room, went into menopause through hormone shots at 20, and was heading straight toward a full hysterectomy with the removal of both my ovaries at the tender age of 20 years old. My father found Natalie in her program and suggested I try it out before we do anything permanent that would alter my future forever. We scheduled the appointment to meet with Natalie. And from that moment of meeting her, I knew this was the route I needed for deep transformative healing. I went through the Red Tent program, completed three RTT sessions. Um, She had other things um, on top of PMDD, some OCD as well. Um, Normally I would do two sessions within the Red Tent. Around differing issues I noticed always coming up in my life, the lack of self-trust, the shame and the guilt I held from the past mistakes I'd made, and this deep social anxiety that I felt like an inner wall separating me from the ability to to truly connect with others. Along this journey, it was difficult to face these demons, but it was beyond worth it. Natalie is a caring, compassionate angel who knows what she's doing and makes herself available to encourage you along the way. I'm so grateful to Natalie. She was absolutely a vessel for deep healing and she's forever changed my life. I'm now in control of my mind. I choose what thoughts I give my attention to and I love myself and who I'm becoming. I'm no longer depressed and I'm thankful for all she's taught me. I now view my sensitivity and compassion and empathy as beautiful gifts that I have rather than torture. I'm happy to report because of this healing, 
I no longer believe I have PMDD. It's just simply not who I am anymore. I have a new brain and I'm so thrilled with my life. It goes on like, but yeah, it's, it's really, really amazing. That is amazing and so validating to people listening who feel forgotten, crazy, like they're broken. You know, unfortunately, the mainstream medical model is not set up because it's much more spiritual (laughs) you know it's not necessarily a medical condition or a disease like you said they don't have the tools toolbox no you've got 15 minutes to go what's the thing what can I prescribe you that's all the doctor can do unfortunately um my husband's a doctor and he's like this is not something that we have the tools for um we can treat the symptoms but that's it this and he sees the work I do and says well yeah I mean how could we ever do that and also he admits just as there's so much that he does that I could never do he's like I wouldn't even know where to begin with the work that you do so yeah we're a nice team us two (laughs) with healers in our own ways but I was going to say about that broken thing I think to be able to change it to I'm not broken I'm wounded and wounds can heal yeah Um, you know so that yeah you may have a scar but when you throw a grain of salt at a scar it doesn't hurt anymore you could remember where the wound used to be and go yeah I honor this scar that was something I went through and I survived and I'm and I love myself for it um very different than sitting with an open wound or feeling unbroken that's it unfixable yeah Um, you can you can be healed I mean, they're battle scars that you transform into badges of honor isn't it really that and and so I'm respectful of your time just to finish up if someone's listening to this and like yeah that's me um where can they start maybe a free greatest resources um yeah so yeah a good spot where a lot of where a lot of women find me is on Instagram because yeah. on my bio there's a link tree that you can go to and then everything's in the link tree the website there's um there's a free ebook you can read all the stories of the women who've been through the red turn it's called women who heal mm-hmm. uh there is a free um guided hypnosis audio where you actually go on a journey to meet your wiser self um and that i get so much amazing feedback about that work it just brings people to tears because they see themselves older and wiser and their wiser older self sort of comes like a beautiful grandparent to say sweetheart you're perfect as you are and you're going to be okay and the wisdom that we have within it's almost like traveling in a time machine to meet yourself as an old lady and she just has all the wisdom already but it's somehow within you and we are able to in this hypnosis guided hypnosis deliver our own wisdom to ourselves Um, so that's something i give for free um there's all the information about the red tent program there's working one-to-one with me the website everything's there in the link tree um so that's a good it's just yeah it's linktree.com forward slash the dot red dot tent i'll put that in the notes that's amazing and anything final that you wanted to share or leave us with any words of wisdom you have covered so much and i'm so grateful it's a pleasure i guess What's coming to mind, I said I would do this interview completely intuitively, like listening to this inner guidance I'm talking about. And what's popping into my mind is this. Whatever's happening, whatever situation you are upset about, ask yourself this question, what am I making this mean? Mm -hmm. Because it's not what's just like, just like how trauma's formed, it's not what's happening to you, it's what you're making it mean. In reverse, once you have that belief, that belief is going to project itself onto the situation. So you can kind of reverse engineer and discover the belief that you are confirming through what you're projecting. So let's say, let's give an example. Um, your husband's supposed to be home. He hasn't come home, hasn't texted either. And you're like, what the fuck? Where is he? This is bullshit. He should have called by now. And you're getting yourself rightly worked up. Now, there are a million things it could be but your mind is going to make it mean the thing you already believe. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously it's not just, he just doesn't consider me and then come down to, so what am I making it mean? He doesn't consider me. And if my own husband doesn't consider me, that must mean I'm not worth considering. Mm -hmm. I don't matter. I'm not lovable. And here you're into what you actually believe about yourself. And that's why you're angry because this is a grain of salt in a wound 
So the, the, one of the best questions you can ask is, what am I making this mean? Something I've heard Brené Brown say is, the story I'm telling myself is. Yeah. And I love that because it's not blaming the other person. It's sort of, and you can even say that to your partner, honey, the story I'm telling myself is that I don't matter to you. And of course the partner, there's no attack in that. There's just, this is how I'm feeling. And then the partner can then respond and say, oh, darling, my phone ran out of charge and I got stuck on the train and it was so I, there was no way for me to contact you. Of course, I was thinking about you. You know, or maybe they weren't thinking about you, but from their perspective, often from the male perspective, that wouldn't hurt them. They'd be like, fine, she'll be home soon. So they don't think that it would hurt you. Mm. Um, and if you didn't have this wound, it wouldn't hurt you is the other thing because you wouldn't make it mean you didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. So it's that thing, being able to say, this is what I'm making it mean, and to have your partner say, darling, that isn't what it means because you do matter to me. Mm. And to ask yourself, Here's what it means. Here's what I think it means. And then to say, is it true? Can I be certain that is true? And you'll really be able to undo it and go, what a load of nonsense. What am I thinking that for? That's not even true. And then you can become aware of some of your childhood crap that is trying, like a lens over your eyes, making you see things that way. Yeah, I love that. That's a very powerful question. I think sometimes we're so focused on finding answers where actually we need to be asking intelligent questions um, and we can't do that alone. So thank you so much for sharing where everyone can find you. And I just encourage everyone to go and check out your link tree and what you can offer because um, yeah, it's amazing. And I'll share the, the stories as well, because that's so powerful. It's so it gives you hope to read those stories. I think it's so important. And we're not alone, right? We're not alone. Yeah, that's, that's the two things you'll get, you'll feel belonging, and you'll feel hope reading this book and think, oh, my gosh, that's just like me. So I'm not alone. And there's nothing and these women are beautiful, amazing, creative, compassionate humans, um, just like you, you know, yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope you do get some hope, inspiration and, and a feeling of I'm not alone by reading that book. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. It's gone quite quick. I'm going to say I could have a longer conversation, but thank you very much. And, um, yeah, I'll put those links so people can come and follow you and check you out, check out your work. Thanks so much, Annie. Oh, wonderful. Take care. Wow. Well, Thank you so much, Natalie. I hope you got as much out of that conversation as I did. It really has given me a lot to reflect on. I think sometimes it can feel like the more we go down that rabbit hole and that inner work, in inverted commas, it can feel almost confusing, never ending and complex. But actually what I hear from Natalie as it can be much more simple that there are usually one two main underlying reasons or beliefs um, root causes that if we are to address those we can find a lot of release and relief in our life and a lot of happiness and joy and I really do believe in this approach 100% so if you would like to contact Natalie, follow her work, work with her, I put all the links in the show notes and do go and check out those inspirational stories from her clients who have been through the Red Tent program. Amazing. And as always, please do leave a review if this has resonated. I'd love you to review it because it really helps it reach more mums, but also share it. Um, share it with someone that may have talked about some of these symptoms or you may know, maybe suffering from, from what we discussed today. And also, if you want to book a discovery call with me to talk about my Energized Mother program, the link to do that is in the show notes. Okay. So I hope you have a great week and I will be back next week with another episode of Behind the Mother Mask. Take care.